first what to tour South Africa was announced this week. Hear the detailed explanation on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. forward to the next stage of the World Rugby 7 series, building up to this summer's Commonwealth Games. But of course we start with Wales coach Wayne Pivak and the squad picked to tour South Africa in a few weeks time. He started by telling the Welsh press that the squad was changed from the Six Nations campaign. There is a bit of a refresh as well with you know the likes of George North coming back in. Um, there are some players that um, have been out of the game for a little bit of time that are pretty near. We looked long and hard at the performances, obviously, in the Six Nations. We've obviously got the World Cup in mind, which now is only 15, 16 months away. So there's a bit of looking ahead to the big stage of the Rugby World Cup. We've invested time in a lot of players over the last few years. So it's really a juggling act of who we think on form deserves to be there and also thinking ahead to what we think we want and need at the Rugby World Cup. So it's really a combination of things. Obviously, some players clearly unavailable through injury as well. You mentioned George North. Good to see him back. How ready is he for international rugby, particularly playing on hard grounds against the world champion? Yeah, like a number of players who have sustained injury, and there's some that are out at the moment that won't be playing this weekend, but we've still got a good number of weeks together in camp. The boys will be worked really, really hard there. George has got another opportunity this weekend. We think and believe that the... SNC team and our medical team will have these guys ready to go and uh, certainly they've been canvassed across the, uh, the selection process. In terms of omissions, you haven't included Jonathan Davis. You brought him back during the, the Six Nations, having left him out previously. Is this the end for Jonathan Davis as far as Wales are concerned? No, I've had a good chat to Jonathan. Look, he was unavailable when we first came in through injury after the, the last World Cup. He's had some big injuries in his career. He's come back each time and worked very, very hard to get back into the squad. We had a chat around him having a big off-season now, with next season being a huge season for everybody, obviously. Look, we wanted to bring George back in. We explained that Nick Tompkins is playing very well. Owen Watkin was, we thought, did a very good job in the, in the Six Nations, and particularly defensively. And so it was really a, an opportunity to have a look at Johnny Williams, who's back from injury as well. And we know pretty much everything we need to know about Jonathan. So it's really get yourself ready to go for a big start to next season to push for the autumns and beyond. So it'd be wrong to write him off? You don't think you've capped him for the last time? We certainly haven't written him off, and that's what I've told him. So he knows that form will be really important at the start of next season, leading into those first internationals. Can you talk a little bit about those new caps, Wayne, the, the two guys you've included, Tommy Reffel and... Uh... James Ratty. Yeah, well, James we had a good look at in the environment in the Six Nations. He's a young guy that worked very, very hard. He uh, certainly applied himself well, did everything that we asked him to do. Uh, he just didn't get the opportunity. Um, we didn't think he was quite ready then. And with injury and some form that he's shown in, the, in recent weeks, we believe he deserves an opportunity. And you'll see we've picked two sevens, two eights and two sixes. So he's one of the two eights we've selected. And somebody like Jack Morgan, who he looked as if you were going down that path with him, he suddenly finds himself out of the squad. Yeah, well, two things really. Had a good chat to Jack around uh, what we want him to do in the off-season, and that's a, a big work on in terms of what he can do in the strength and conditioning area. The game's a really physical game. 
where we're going South Africa, a lot of very, very big men. So what we've asked him to do is to improve, if he can, in that area of physicality when he's over the ball, being even stronger than he is. And so he'll go away and work hard at his game, I know that. He's a young guy and he's desperate to get back into the side, so it's all ahead of him. Tommy Rafael is a, a person we spoke about probably before the, the Six Nations, and it was touch and go, and we went with the local boys for the obvious reasons that have been mentioned previously. But he's now been informed week in and week out in a pretty tough competition and a team that's playing well. He's full of confidence and we think now's the right time to uh, put him into the squad and, and see how he goes at this level. And as far as the captaincy is concerned, Alan Wynne jones is in the squad but not captain. Do you think Alan has captained Wales for the last time? No, I don't think so. Look, we've said it before, whenever you write Al off, you know, he comes back and proves people wrong. He hasn't had a lot of rugby. We had a good conversation around the topic. Al is obviously a leader by the way he trains, the way he performs on the park, has done for many, many years. So we don't expect that to change. He's going to come and focus on getting his role, playing to the best of his ability in the second row role. We'll go from there in terms of selection and see how the four second rows shape up. In terms of Dan, we felt he did a good job and together those guys have played many, many test matches, so they'll share the role, no doubt, throughout training and throughout the working week. Would you like, in a perfect world, for Alan Wynn to play all three tests? Oh, look, the perfect world would be every player putting their best foot forward, being available, no injuries in camp, solid training weeks, and, and everybody really putting their hand up and giving us tough decisions across all positions. That's really what we'd like. We haven't had that to date through um, a number of factors really, but uh, certainly that's what we'll, we'll be looking to try and achieve going forward. Is that an indication at all in terms of giving Dan the nod again, given that you're going to have to manage and look after Ali when for the next 18 months through to France? There are a lot of uh, senior players in the group that we'll be looking to manage, and that's working with the clubs, not just in our environment. Look, Al's played, I think, three games since the Italy game. Uh, so he hasn't had a lot of rugby. Uh, he's had an illness thrown in there as well. So he's a little bit underdone, and uh, he's got six weeks thereabouts to work hard and, and get back into the shape that he knows he can get into, and we know he can get into, and then uh, I'm sure it's going to be some interesting training sessions ahead. There's always pressure on yourself, on the squad as a whole. Has that intensified after the campaign and the last match? Yeah, and as you would expect, because uh, you know the most pressure for us, and we say this as coaches all the time, comes from within. Uh, we've had some robust discussions as a coaching group. We let the dust settle a bit because there was uh, emotions were running pretty high uh, right throughout the country, and rightly so, because that's a, a result that nobody is proud of, and certainly we didn't expect. And you know we have to take it on the chin, but. The big thing is that we have those robust discussions, we learn as much as we can from the experience and hopefully it makes us a better side going forward and certainly that's the attitude we're taking. But yeah, it, it was a tough period of time, I've got to say, for everybody concerned and what we want to do is turn that frustration, that emotion if you like, into the hard work that's uh, required you know, going to a place like South Africa. Because there was criticism, did that hurt? Did, did it hurt personally? Uh, you know? No, no, personal criticism doesn't hurt because it's a job that you know that where everybody is watching your every move and when you take these positions on, you know there's a responsibility that goes with it. Uh, certainly, you know, a loss to Italy was something that I hadn't really, uh, it wasn't in my thought process to be honest, without sounding arrogant, it was just... I believe we were good enough, we'd done enough work and that we should have won that game and could have won that game several times over. Fact is we didn't and so you take what comes with that and a lot of it's justified. Three years ago during the Six Nations, the regional rugby question 
came smack bang in the middle of that campaign. Again, it's come up, you're know, getting experience as the national coach of it now. How, how disappointed are you that it's again on the agenda? Look, I think it needs to be on the agenda. I think it, the, the right people are dealing with it. You know, decisions for the future of the game in Wales are really, really important, obviously. So it's not something that you want to deal with in a knee-jerk reaction, if you like, to certain results. But the way we've been going at club level and some of our results at international level, it needs to be looked at seriously. And I think they're doing the right thing by having a look at it. What the outcome is will be, I don't know that at this stage. What sort of state is Josh Adams in and do you expect him to be fit for the first pass? Yes. He's in uh, good shape. From probably the club update uh, a week or so ago, he's out running, he's running well, and our medical team have had the, the handover, if you like, from the Cardiff medical team, and he'll be in running with us from day one, and we expect him to be in full training and available for the first test. Yeah, he's recovering really, really well. I did hear out of the Dragons that, uh, you know, maybe even this weekend. So, look, that suggests to me that he'll be fine for the camp and fine for availability for the first test, and that's certainly uh, the information that we have. This is the smallest squad that you've named since you've been head coach. Is there a significance in that? I think it's probably the second largest squad to leave these shores on a summer tour, I think. Up until the New Zealand tour where they threw the Chiefs game in, so it was an extra game, they took a few more players than we're taking, but it's been 31 up to that point. So from our point of view, 33 replicates the Rugby World Cup. So it's good preparation for our coaching group, our management group, to work with that number away from home. You started to talk about some of the difficulties after that Italian defeat. We were all pretty shocked. You talk about not being surprised at the reaction. It's only going to get tougher if the results don't get any better. Yes, I understand that as well as you do and, and everybody else. And what bigger challenge than South Africa and South Africa? History would suggest that it's a tough place to go because we haven't won there. But the flip side of that is if we take the squad out there, work hard and get a result or two or three, then that's going to be a huge positive and hopefully take away some of the pain of the Six Nations. As a coach, all as we worry about is the next game the next camp, preparing the best we can. I think you can lose track of where you want to go and, and you know we've got to stick with the planning that we've put in place through to the Rugby World Cup. At this stage, that's exactly what we're doing. We're preparing a team to go to South Africa, which is part of the preparation for the World Cup in 2023. So we never lose sight of, of that big picture of what's around the corner. Certainly from our point of view, everything we do, we analyse our own performances, we look to improve. We're looking at how we want to play the game in South Africa. We've got two games at altitude to start, which will be different from the Rugby World Cup. So how do we go about those games? All of those things we're, we're analysing at the moment. How the club teams win in South Africa at altitude, then at sea level. So we're looking at everything and making sure we get a squad, hopefully that is fit enough, that has uh, got the skill set to implement any plan that we put in place for South Africa. But again, understanding the enormity of the task. So where does this trip sit? in the build-up to 2023? Is this like the first step or is this halfway house from where you planned? It, it's sort of the first step and the last step, if you like. It's, it's probably the last step for a, a few players to show that they can compete on a regular basis at this level. And also, it's probably the start of we're not going to be tinkering too much with selections. Uh, we certainly... One of the big uh, learnings, not so much learning, we knew going into it, the, the risks, but certainly... Uh, we'll be looking to select the best side possible from here on through to the World Cup, uh, and we make no apologies for that. Last time when Wales went to South Africa, Warren Gatlin had to hold the probability possible game because there was such a long gap between the end of the season and the tour starting. Similarly, 
lot of the players are not going to play between May the 20th and before you go. How are you going to bridge that gap? Yeah, we're certainly looking at uh, what we do in the training sessions because you just can't go a long period of time without simulating a game and having that contact element. And with that contact element comes risk. There's certainly some discussions that our under-20s are, are going to be going uh, into a tournament, so uh, they'll be around at the same time. We can do some live scenarios. That is on the table. And also whether or not we bring in an opposition, but I think it'd be more likely the simulation of, of games with... Um, maybe down the 20s and putting ourselves into potentially two teams. Rhys Patchell specifically, I mean, he's been in a bit of a ding-dong with Sam Costello for a, a number 10 jersey at the Scarlets. Why have you seen his game that has warranted the call? Look, we know fully well what uh, Rhys has done in the past. Certainly with myself and Stephen at, at the Scarlets, he was a massive part of winning a championship and going a long way in Europe. He also had a big role at the Rugby World Cup in 219, so obviously... Neil Jenkins has done a lot of work with him. We know he possesses a big kicking game and he has a running game. So where we're going with altitude, I think the fact that he can play 10 and 15 and we've taken one fullback, that also came into it, uh, along with Gareth Anscombe's sele uh, selection. So 33 players, you've got to start looking at who can cover different positions to get the mix right, the balance right in the side. And I think uh, also Reese has shown enough in the games he's been on the field, it's now really his durability which will be tested in training. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Some interesting and honest assessments there. A tough task ahead, but it's a strong squad and it'll be interesting to watch. Now on to the Sevens in France this weekend. Sevens programme head Richie Pugh spoke to Graham Gillespie. So Richie, a couple of changes to the squad from last time out. Talk us through those. We've been boosted with um, the inclusion of Avon Bagshaw from RGC, who's your experienced campaign on the Sevens circuit, and uh, he's come back in. His, his fight and fire in him was, was good in the, the two weeks he's been in, and uh, yeah, he's earned his selection. And then yeah, another boost is having Tyler Morgan in from the Scarlets. Now... You know, Tyler's um, you know, itching to play. You know, when I invited him into the camp, you know, he, he jumped at the opportunity and it's just great having someone you know, of his calibre, his experience and you know, what he's achieved you know, so far in his career. It's great to have that experience around the squad and it gives us a boost. And how do you feel he's gone over the last couple of weeks? Because Sevens is totally different to 15s at this level, isn't it? Yeah, good. I think you'll admit a bit, bit of a shock to the system, like <laughs> anyone coming in. But uh, you know, like you said, two and a bit weeks now he's been in with us and... Um, yeah, he's been good and uh, I think he's just looking forward to getting out there uh, in Toulouse next week to, to go at it. So, as we mentioned, next stop, Toulouse on the World Series. Uh, what are you expecting? So, another tough group, isn't it? Yeah, it feels like we're repeating ourselves, but every, <laughs> every group, every pool is tough. Um, you know, what, what's exciting about it is that we face France in France first game and we know what you know, the passionate French crowd will be like down in Toulouse, so we're looking forward to that. And then um, we play Fiji and, and crazily at half past ten at night on Friday. It's a team we haven't played this year. Yet, you know, they're firing in terms of they get into the finals and, you know, they picked up where they pretty much left off before COVID. So, yeah, looking forward to that challenge of facing them. And then uh, we face Kenya day two, you know, someone who um, we know we're capable of competing against. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to that challenge. So three big games, three good challenges. But our boys, you know, we prepped well and ready to go. How do you manage like that first day? Because like, as you mentioned, it's a long old day. How do you manage the day? Yeah, that, that is it is going to be difficult. The you old know, boys have played in France before, understand that you know they do like their late kickoffs, they hmm. do like the late crowd, but the atmosphere will be busy, it'll be loud, and you know we just got to make sure that we plan the the week right, we later training sessions, you know activating the bodies, you know 
10 o'clock at night making sure that we're not uh, dozing off but what is favourable for us is that you know, we haven't got much of a you know, kind of time difference to deal with with just the short trip across to France. Mm-hmm. The one thing that uh, stands out from the last tournament is in all of the games, you were there or thereabouts at all of them. There was a bounce of the ball or a spilt pass or a forward pass that sort of swung the uh, game the other way. What can you do to make sure that doesn't happen this time around? Well, we've just got to keep challenging ourselves to get better. And, and you know, we had minimal prep timing to go to Malaga and Seville. And what we achieved in those tournaments, we were really pleased with. But we made big improvements after a longer prep base uh, leading into Singapore and Vancouver. So we, we made steps there. We were very competitive against the best teams. You know, probably what we didn't do was kind of back it up, really. We did fall off against New Zealand after putting in a good performance against Argentina. You know, so that's the challenge. Is every game we've got to be competitive and every minute within those games we've got to be competitive because you, know, you switch off for two minutes, uh, you're punished yeah. against the best teams and ultimately that's what happened against New Zealand. You obviously rely on the, the core of experienced players like Luke Trahan, Tom Williams, Morgan Williams, but it must be pleasing to see someone like Cole Swanock come through, for instance, because he seems to get better and better every tournament. Yeah, no, cool. You know, and, and that's great. And you know, that's what's been brilliant about these boys who play on the invitational circuit. It may not be household names in terms of 15s, but even though he's making himself well known for Pontypridd this year, but uh, you know, he's grafted onto the on the invitational circuit, and he's come in, he's slotted in, and he's growing in confidence. And it's great to see those boys that are out there because there's there's lots of them out there. There's yeah. lots of players like that, and you know, we just got to make sure we keep tapping into those uh, experienced sources. So, finally, uh, any other players we should maybe look out for this weekend? Um, there's boys who made huge strides in Vancouver, so someone who's exciting me at the moment, Callum Williams. I think he's someone who came in the last legs off the back of you know, probably a long time out of the game, 15s-wise, with uh, Scarlett and Flandevery, but you can see that he's just growing in confidence. He's, he knows his job, what part he can play within within the team in sevens, and yeah, it's just exciting to see him go. Just excited to see if even Chris Jones can back up his performances in, in Vancouver because I know he had obviously the highlights reel in, yeah. in Singapore but in Vancouver he, you know, he was defending excellently he was a threat on the ball and he really grew into you know, mm. in the mainstay of the team there so it's exciting those young young boys who after two three tournaments or two tournaments for those two are just getting better and better So it's a chance to hear from Tyler Morgan again speaking to Graham Gillespie Just start by asking how did it come about you uh, coming into the sevens frame? Yeah, my agent gave me a call and I said he spoke to Pierre Richard Pierre and just said they're interested in uh, getting me involved down here. And obviously, I haven't played much rugby this year, so I thought it was a good opportunity to get down here, challenge myself doing something new and get some movement or that. You've been here for a couple of weeks. Uh, how have you found it? Because it is a wee bit different to uh, 15s, isn't it? Yeah, very different. First week was uh, a lot of finding my feet, just listening, learning, and trying to find some lungs as well. But yeah, second week, I think I've grown into it a little bit. I kind of know what I'm doing a bit better now and still lots to learn a lot more than I thought it would be mm. it's a completely different game to be honest yeah. and uh, it's slowly getting there so for the uninitiated out there talk us through those differences what what are they evident to see there's a load more space a lot more space it looks so easy on watching yeah. sevens on TV it's not though is it no it's not I come into it thinking it's just get the ball in your hands and attack and, and play and pass and offload but there's a lot more tactics and, and know-how that you need to know and I'm avoiding the set piece to be honest. I've never been a line-up specialist, and I don't think I ever will be. So yeah, chucking out in the back, so I think I find it a little bit less complicated. But yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a lot to learn. As a player yourself, what do you think you can bring to the sevens? I've got quite a bit of experience now in quite a few big games, and um, there's a lot of young boys at the young squad that um, probably sometimes need a bit of guidance in the right direction, just to make sure things stay calm on the field. And I think I can bring that, and then hopefully just a bit of attacking ability. Um, 
bit of defensive know-how being a, a centre usually kind of a, a leader in the defensive kind of team but yeah it's just um, probably my age I suppose now, <laughs> 26 well, you're only 26 so you yeah. seem to be around for a long long time but um, so it's just another another chapter in your career isn't it yeah exactly um, obviously played very early down the Dragons I was lucky they gave me a opportunity at a young age as well as like me Hallam Dixon and a lot of other boys played very young so it's been around for a while we've got some miles on the clock and yeah it's just uh, hopefully another leaf to the book you know. so how important have the likes of Luke Trahan Tom Williams Morgan Williams been because I've obviously been there down there on the seven circuit how important have they been to you in the last couple of weeks yeah, they, they've been guiding me through to be honest um, it's a great group of blokes here too, and uh, they know a lot more than I do here and I'm just learning off them and they've pointing me in the right direction and um, I try out my own input but yeah I've got so much to learn from them There's an old uh, saying in sevens there's no such thing as an easy group I mean <laughs> there is no easy group this weekend you're playing against uh, Fiji, France and Kenya are you looking forward to that? Yeah I chucked right in the deep end I guess but <laughs> yeah, no, there's uh, no better team to test yourself against than, um, than Fiji really and then obviously France and their, their home ground is going to be exciting mm. and the Kenyans obviously have come on a long way lately and um, yeah I think we've, we've had a good prep for the last two weeks so I think we're excited to get into it and how much are you looking forward to that challenge yeah I, I'm actually um, obviously the, the first day is uh, going to be different for me because it's a long old day that day isn't it yeah the first day. I think we've got a half past ten game at, at night which is going to be obviously mm. completely alien to me but yeah I'm excited to get into it um, just get on the field now and see how these uh, last two weeks have paid off and all things being well uh, get through it then in London the following week yeah it's um, going to be exciting two weeks for us obviously took him to a big tournament um, Probably the closest one to home for us, obviously, but yeah, so hopefully, got a, a good bunch of fans there. And further down the track, there's something called the Commonwealth Games. You got one eye on that, or is that too soon? Uh, too soon. Um, we haven't had that conversation. Obviously, I've had a long old season and I, I do need some time off at the end of this before I think about next year, but obviously, you never know what happened. But, and finally, you just mentioned before you haven't actually had a lot of game time. How excited are you just to actually get out on the pitch and play some rugby? Yeah, that's, that's the only reason I play the game is to be on the field. Obviously, the the training and the, the gym works all the hard if you do in the week and the enjoyment actually comes on the Friday and the Saturday and the Sunday and to be deprived of that this year has this, this been um, difficult so yeah, I'm very excited to get in front of a crowd and play some rugby Good luck Cheers mate Thank you Cheers mate and It'll be interesting to hear how he goes a definite rugby talent So that's it for this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast Lending more next week and throughout the summer but until then goodbye Goodbye